We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Live. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. This is Sports Open Live on KMOX. One hour down, one more to go. My name is Matt Pauley. I am your host of Sports Open Line. This is day one, day one of my tenure, and I'm very happy to be here. Coming up uh, later on this hour, we're going to do an Ask Me Anything. If you've got any questions for me whatsoever or just a comment, what would that be? Comment on anything? I don't know. Uh, 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That is the text line. You can ask any question, and I... Try to answer it unless it's something that's just, you know, we don't need to be answering. Or you can uh, tweet at me, at Matt Pauly on air. Pauly, by the way, spelled with an E, P-A-U-L-E-Y. Everybody likes to go no E. Everybody likes to go P-A-U-L-Y. There is an E in there. Proud of the E. Uh, Albert Pujols was just introduced at the Home Run Derby, and now uh, his opponent in the first round, Kyle Schwarber, being introduced as well. So it's going to be fun to see what – does he have some magic in him? Does he have some magic in him tonight in the home run derby? I don't know. It'd be fun if he does. If he doesn't, okay, you don't really expect him to. But if he does, it would be pretty cool. So uh, we'll see uh, We'll see how that all goes down tonight. Going to shift gears for a few moments because SEC Media Day is going on right now in Atlanta. And Missouri football coach Eli Drinkwood speaking uh, with the media earlier today. And we're living right now once again. Is this ever going to end? We're living right now in this time of college football realignment. It all got started uh, again when USC and UCLA left the Pac-12 to go to the Big Ten, which just doesn't make any sense. And Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, he was asked who he thought did better in their recent acquisitions, the SEC in getting Oklahoma and Texas or the Big Ten in getting USC and UCLA. Now, of course, he's not going to go out there and be like, oh, yeah, the Big Ten did better. Uh, if I could trade Oklahoma and Texas for uh, – for UCLA and, and UC, USC, I would do that. He's not going to say that. Of course, he's going to uh, stick out his chest a little bit and, and talk about what the SEC is eventually going to be once those two programs do leave the Big 12, which is still a few years away. The, that's the plan as of now, unless they're able to come to an agreement with the Big 12 on leaving early. But right now, it doesn't seem like the Big 12 has any interest whatsoever in having them leave early when those two schools are such a big part of the revenue that they are bringing in from a TV standpoint. But here was something else that's been discussed recently. Because if we're if we're being very honest about this, Missouri and the SEC 
has really worked in one way and has really not worked in another way. The way that it's worked is Missouri is in the best conference in all of college sports, and they're bringing in gobs and gobs and gobs and gobs of money because they are in that league. So that's been good. What hasn't worked is they haven't been competitive. There's been moments of competitiveness. And I've always, I think this is one of the issues right now when it comes to college sports being able to compete at the highest level when you are a school that doesn't have all the resources, that doesn't have the blue blood nature. And I know that's more of a college basketball term than a college football term, but we're talking about the Alabamas and the Clemsons. It's a little bit different for them than it is for other schools. It's tougher for Missouri. And when Missouri is sitting there in the Big 12 Conference, if they happen to have a pretty good season – there's a chance that they run the table and they're good enough to get into the college football playoff. With all due respect to the Tigers, I don't see them breaking through to the college football playoff at any point in the relatively near future. Now, there'd been some some rumblings out there. There'd been some talk that maybe if the Big Ten is going to continue to expand, and right now there's no indication that the Big Ten would expand. If the Big Ten wanted more teams, they would have taken Oregon. They would have taken Washington. Those, those schools have very much shown that they would have loved to hop on that same train out of the Pac-12 conference and head to the Big Ten along with USC and UCLA. Anybody who says that the Big Ten still wants those schools, but for whatever reason it doesn't work out, I, I don't think that's true. I don't think they know completely what they're talking about. And maybe just USC and UCLA wants no, wants no part of, of other schools from the Pac-12 heading to the Big Ten. But there had been some some rumors out there that maybe if the Big Ten was going to expand once again, that Missouri would be a team that could head to the Big Ten. So Eli Drinkwitz was asked about that uh, earlier today. And uh, his response was, no, nobody has asked me if we are getting traded. And he made it pretty clear that, they are going to be staying in the SEC, which makes sense. If, with all due respect to the Big Ten, and the Big Ten is a great conference, they, they're they not the SEC, but they're better than everything else. Why would Missouri go? If Missouri's going to, there's just no reason to, I guess, unless the TV money uh, gets to that point. But there's also no reason to believe that the Big Ten would want Missouri. That's the other side. Of, that's where it kind of, that's where I didn't completely understand the conversation that was being had. What does the Big Ten get out of having the University of Missouri? You can already argue that they kind of have the St. Louis media market because of the University of Illinois. With all due respect to our friends west of here in Kansas City, I don't think any conference is busting down any doors to be able to get a footprint into Kansas City. As it's just it's it's not a it's not a big enough player. When you're talking about the media markets that you want, you want Los Angeles, you want New York, you want Chicago, you want Houston. Those are the markets that you really want. Nobody's busting down doors to get a school into their league just so they can have a footprint go into Kansas City. So it never really made much sense. I don't know where these rumblings and these reports started to come from, but they were out there and it was kind of weird. And at least from Eli Drinkwitz's perspective, uh, he's not really discussing it, that there is uh, no indication that Missouri would want to leave the SEC. No school 
would ever want to leave the SEC when you consider the kind of money they're going to be bringing in and the more and more money that they will continue to bring in. They are going to, as TV deals continue to get renegotiated, the SEC will continue to be the most powerful uh, television contract in all of college sports, even more so than the Big Ten. The Big Ten, you make lots of money, but the SEC is going to be more powerful, I think, uh, than the Big Ten, even with some of the markets that are involved uh, in the Big Ten. All right, uh, again, if you uh, want to uh, get involved with the uh, program today, you can text in 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. We're doing an Ask Me Anything at the end of the program today. We are going to uh, – you want you got questions for me? I'm the new guy. What do you want to know about me? We'll try to answer some of those questions coming up uh, later on. But up next, we are going to start our series of the state of the NL Central. Each day, we are going to focus in on a different team from the NL Central. We will start at the bottom today with the Cincinnati Reds, as Bobby Nightingale Jr., who covers the team, is set to join us in just a moment. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Open Line continues on a Monday night. America's Sports Voice, KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. We're setting up the Ask Me Anything for our final segment of the program in about uh, 20 minutes or so. If you got any questions for me on my first night, text them in, 314-436-7900. We are going to be doing a series this week, the State of the NL Central. We'll start at the bottom and slowly climb the ladder up each day. So today we start by talking about the Cincinnati Reds, the team that was just in, the team that the uh, Cardinals will be playing coming up uh, after the All-Star break. Happy to welcome on to the program. He covers the Reds for the Cincinnati Inquirer and Cincinnati.com. He is Bobby Nightingale Jr. You can follow him on Twitter at Nightingale Jr. Bobby, thanks so much for uh, taking some time. Uh, We'll jump in with this. It has been... An interesting roller coaster for the Reds this year. There's been a lot more lows than highs, but every once in a while, the Reds have popped up. They had a good series against the Yankees. There's been some other times this year where all of a sudden they start playing some pretty good baseball. Is that the case of just that happens in a 162-game season, or is there more to it? 
I think there's a little bit more to it. I think early on, I mean, they just got buried by one, it was a tough schedule to start the season and two, I mean, they've injuries have kind of crushed that entire team. I mean, in April, I think they were down five or six starting position players and they just didn't have the depth after cutting payroll and trading all the guys they did in the off season to, to survive that. Um, but now I think you're seeing, you know, they're a little bit more healthy. Um, they have starting pitching, which with three rookies in the rotation that, you know, that's going to be up and down, but when they're up, I mean, they, they swept the Tampa Bay Rays. They took two out of three from the Yankees in New York. Um, so, I mean, I, I think their peak is kind of normal for a normal team. They just aren't ready to withstand injuries. And um, I, I think you saw after the, the last two games of the first half uh, when they were in St. Louis, I think they were just burnt out from the Yankee series. Um, but I, I do think they're, they're not necessarily the talent level of a 100-loss team. From a fan perspective, obviously there was a lot of focus early on in the season with some comments made by Reds management, which were somewhat unfortunate, and they tried to walk them back and did not even do that very well. Has, has that blown over, or is there still a lot of unhappy Reds fans out there with the way the team is being run, and they're seemingly not really caring about winning at the moment? Yeah, I think I, I don't think it's blown over. I think fans are still very upset about it. Attendance is a lot lower, huge drop from where it was in 2019. Um, even seems like it's lower than it was last year uh, when fans came back from the when full capacity crowds back from the pandemic. So um, I, I don't think that's gone away. I mean, I think a lot of fans are looking at it as you know the team's probably going to sell off a lot of guys coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, part of their rebuild is they're going to have to trade a lot of pending free agents and guys who um, are within two years of free agency. So I, I don't think that's going away anytime soon. The Luis Castillo sweepstakes will be interesting. What kind of haul do you think they can get for him if they do end up moving him? I think it's got to start with at least like two of a organization's top five prospects, maybe three of the top ten um, I think you're looking at at least one top 100 guy or a guy who just got established in the majors and maybe lost his prospect status. Um, but he's the top pitcher available on the trade market. Um, he's in the kind of the best stretch. Everyone who says they, who's been watching in the last month says he's the best. This is the best he's looked um, in his entire career. I mean, he has a 1.00 ERA in the last month, um, giving up three runs in his last four starts. So, I think it's timed up perfectly for the Reds if they, if they do indeed make this move that, um, you know, they should they should get a haul back, I would think. These guys are paid well to go play baseball, and they're going to go compete on a night-in, night-out basis, as we've seen. But is there is there some discomfort in the clubhouse where you already go in knowing that the, the team had not really committed to winning this season, and now there's so much conversation about how many more pieces could end up being taken off this current roster? Yeah, I, I do think that's tough, and it plays a part in it. I think that's one of the reasons why they struggled so much at the beginning of the year, because if you remember, um, you know, the, the short spring training because of the lockout, and then because of the lockout, you had to make all those trades. Um, you know, they trade Jesse Winker, A. Eugenio Suarez, Sonny Gray, Amir Garrett. Um, they make all those moves during spring training, when usually that would happen in the offseason. Then you kind of have your team show up in spring training, and you move forward. Well, because it happened in spring training, I think it was just that much more devastating for a lot of guys just because you saw kind of the roster gutted and then the first, you know, week and a half, two weeks of camp, it was like, okay, what's the next shoe going to drop? Who's the next guy that's going to get traded? Um, so I do think that contributed to, you know, the start that they had. Um, and, you know, I, I was kind of impressed that they've been playing as hard as they have, you know, able to play as well as they did against Tampa Bay and New York, just based off the fact that 
all these guys do know, I mean, in the back of their mind, you know, this, there, this could be a deep sell-off where a lot of the guys that are on the roster right now aren't around in two weeks. So um, I, I, do, I do think that weighs on them just the fact of, you know, you like playing with the guys and you, you don't know if they're going to be there uh, in a couple weeks. Bobby Nightingale covers the Reds for the Cincinnati Inquirer and Cincinnati.com, continuing to join us here on Sports Open Line. You look at the NL Central and maybe get rid of the Cubs because they're in a big market, but the other teams are all in mid-sized markets. The Cardinals uh, always play well. The Brewers have been on a really good run. I know the Pirates always seem to be rebuilding, but with this young group in Pittsburgh right now, it feels like maybe this rebuild might actually work. There seems to be something there. And then you look at Cincinnati, and I'm not there, but when I look at the Reds, I don't I don't see these young guys the the way I see it in, in Pittsburgh. Does the rebuild feel different in Cincinnati than maybe it does in Pittsburgh? I think it definitely does just because Pittsburgh, it's been going on for so long. And then Cincinnati, I mean, they had an 83-win season last year uh, and made the playoffs two years ago. So, I mean, you're looking at a team that until ownership decided they had to cut payroll, um, you know, it, it was kind of a worthy playoff team. Um, so I, I think that's kind of where the differences come from. Um, but there is the young core that the Reds have that I, I could see them building around. And, you know, I don't think it'll take as long as a traditional rebuild where you're looking at five to seven years before a team's good again. Like you already have Hunter Green at the top of the rotation, Nick Lodolo, Graham Ashcraft. All those guys are below 24 years old or below 25 years old. Jonathan India, last year's rookie of the year, Tyler Stevenson, their catcher. So there are, there, there are pieces there. They have some prospects. They're kind of, on the cusp, probably up next year. Um, so I, it, they're not too far off, and but you know it's, it's probably going to be at least two years, I would think, 2024 before they're a legitimate playoff contender again. If you cover baseball on an everyday basis, there is no time that you desire more than the All-Star break, and Bobby Nightingale has been gracious enough to give us a little bit of time uh, this evening uh, during the All-Star break. Bobby, thanks so much for doing this. We really appreciate it and hope to catch up with you again in the future. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Awesome. There's uh, Bobby Nightingale Jr. joining us here on Sports Open Line on KMOX. I can I can find positives with almost every team in the NL Central, except for the Cincinnati Reds, and big picture positives, right? Like from a when when you really zoom in, and there's some he mentioned some of the young guys like a, a Graham Ashcraft, and you look at Green throwing. Uh, 30, 40 pitches above 100 miles per hour in some of his starts. Like, there's obviously some individuals, but it just, there's a difference right now for me. Like, the Reds are a bad team and the Pirates are a bad team. And we can put the Cubs in there as well. And the Cubs are a bad team, but let's, let's throw the Cubs out because they, they at least have the ability because of the market size that they're in, the TV network that they own, the, the money that they bring in. There's just, there's never any reason that the Cubs should not be competitive and not be spending as much money as some of the other teams. So let's get rid of the Cubs just because they're playing in a different financial stratosphere as all the other teams. It just, it doesn't feel like with Cincinnati there's any reason to be optimistic. And I know Bobby mentioned the fact that, hey, this was a playoff team a couple of years ago. Yeah, they were a playoff team, but were they a good team? Are you, We've seen this. There are times where a team gets into the playoffs and it's like, ah, are they really that good? Is this why – are, why are they a postseason team? Right? That's, what, what led to them? And is it – um, what, yeah, I just, I've, I've, you know, ne- I've, I never believe in the Cincinnati Reds. I never believe in the Cincinnati Reds. I, 
I think the Pittsburgh Pirates are a fun team to watch. I, if you give me three TVs and you give me a Pittsburgh Pirates game, a Cincinnati Reds game, and a Chicago Cubs game, I'm taking the Pirates every time. There's some young guys that are fun to watch, whether it's a, a, a Jack Sawinski, uh, a Cabrian Hayes. Like Those guys are fun to watch. And with all other than Green, because of how many pitches he throws over 100 miles per hour, nobody with the Reds energizes me at all. I don't get I don't get jacked up to watch anybody on that Cincinnati Reds team other than just kind of that the whatever you want to call it, just watching the feat that is Green going out there and throwing as many pitches over 100 miles per hour that he does. All right, again, we are setting up our AMA Ask Me Anything for the final segment of the program. You can text in here at 314-436-7900. It's my first night taking over the reins of Sports Open Line here on KMOX. And if you have any questions for me whatsoever, we will be answering them in our final segment. You can text in 314-436-7900. Up next, St. Louis Post-Dispatch sports columnist Benjamin Hockman set to join us at Sports Open Line on KMOX. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. When I was working in Colorado Springs, I absolutely loved reading this guy in the Denver Post. And I remember when he left the Denver Post to come to St. Louis to come home. And I thought to myself, man, that's really cool. I wonder if I ever get to do that. I wonder if I am ever going to be able to return home to St. Louis. Well, what do you know? Here I am back in St. Louis. It's my first night hosting Sports Open Line, and it seems appropriate to uh, welcome in this guy. Uh, He is a sports columnist for the Post-Dispatch. He is uh, Benjamin Hockman. You can follow him on Twitter at Hockman. Benjamin, thank you so much for uh, taking some time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, man. You're not only, if you will, just home, but you're on the sacred airwaves of KMOX. Congratulations. Thank you. I uh, I certainly uh, I certainly appreciate it. Uh, All-Star break is here for the Cardinals. Half game back in the NL Central. They are, like most teams in baseball, a flawed team, whether it's their pitching, the, the hitting recently, uh, all injuries, so many injuries. How do you evaluate this team? They're right where they want to be, but at the same time, it's really easy to kind of uh, pick away at some things that have not gone well. Yeah, the reality is, This is the year when you have two retiring superstars, legends of your organization, retiring the same year in Pujols and Yachty, and you happen to have two of the best players in in the majors, including the presumptive MVP of the National League and Paul Goldschmidt, and therefore the other guy, of course, being Arenado, you go for it. This is the year you splurge. This is the year you say, hey, Mason Wynn, Pretty good player, throws the ball 100 miles per hour from the shortstop position. Great prospect. Maybe he's who we use to get insert starting pitcher here because this is the year you have to splurge. There was that video that got uh, that was all over the place from the Futures game of him throwing 100 plus miles per hour from shortstop. But that that was something. It was really really cool. And you talk you talk about the athletes these days and the, the years they, the fewer years it takes to make the majors compared to maybe when you and I were growing up with these guys. And Neil Gorman's a perfect example for the Cardinals. Uh, it just seems like yesterday they drafted him. Here he is starting at second base. 
The Jack Flaherty thing has been, it, it just hasn't been good, and he hasn't been healthy for a really long time, yet it feels like this organization is continuing to, to at least attempt to rely on him. If if you're John Mozalak, how do you how do you go from a mental standpoint on what you can expect, if anything, moving forward? If I'm John Mozalak, I'd say anything positive we can get from Flaherty the rest of this year is is uh, to use a word we had in New Orleans, a uh, land yap. Uh, I used to work in New Orleans. It means a little something extra, land yap, something maybe not expected. Uh, Flaherty com- uh, competing at a high level and and getting getting zeros on the board would be a bunch of fun, but you can't guarantee that right now. So you need to look beyond him and say, okay, who's going to be starting all these games? And and the other thing to bring up when we're talking about the pitching, and each guy, except for maybe Michaelis, has a question mark by their name, is Andre Pallante. I mean, he's never pitched more than 100 innings in his life, not even in college. He had 101 was the most in college, so he's approaching that too. So so what's his ceiling this year? Did you ever work Lanyap into a story at the Times-Picayune? Oh, yeah, that was, I hate to say my thing. I'm, I might have over Lanyapped Lanyap, no question. Uh, that's a great word, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I'm not familiar. I may have to, like, can I steal it from you? Can I start using it? Yeah, no, that, that'd be fun. I feel like that's my, my welcoming gift. Most people give you a butter cake, maybe some toaster ravioli. I'm happy to give you the word Lanyap. Okay, I mean, I'll give you credit. I may just start using it just so you can be uh, aware of that moving forward. <laughs> the offensive struggles recently, they were shut out uh, multiple times. It, it seems like, and I know there's injuries, but my goodness, the, the question marks make sense when it comes to pitching. There shouldn't be question marks when it comes to hitting with this team. Right. I mean, I'm not trying to make an excuse for the Cardinals, but I will point out that Tyler O'Neill had over 900 OPS last year, and he's been banged up. And Harrison Bader is a game changer in many ways, both offensively and defensively, and he's been banged up. And and the other part of it, though, is uh, we talk about how well the offense is doing early in the year. That's because guys like Yepes and Donovan were hitting out of their minds. Now they're coming back to earth. I mean, even Oliver Marmol has admitted it. He said, like, Donovan's not going to be a 950 OPS guy for the rest of time. So these guys are coming back to earth. And, yeah, that led to some really, really frustrating games against good opposing pitchers. If you're going to make one splash, though, at the deadline, it almost has to be a pitcher and you're just relying, maybe you can add a little something from a hitting standpoint, but you're just, you almost have to just rely and hope and believe that hitters are going to come around and hitters are going to get healthy. Yeah, that's, that's the way you look at it. And the good news is O'Neill is back. And uh, the other good news is, is Bader is progressing back. You, again, though, with the pitching, you got to get somebody to eat those innings uh, early on in games because it's affecting the bullpen as we're seeing game after game. Injuries, and I need to do some research on this and just see if injuries really are uh, coming at a at a higher clip this year than previous years. But the the all stars and the superstars that have been on the injured list this year across Major League Baseball, it is it is something. Is there any reason to believe that at any point in time this team is truly going to be healthy? That's a great way of putting it. It's kind of like the Flaherty situation. You can hope that Jack will be back by late August, early September, but you can't sit around and, and point to September 1st, oh, Jack's starting that game. You, you have to work around it. And, and, and again, it comes back to the idea of what do you want to be if you're the St. Louis Cardinals? And I interviewed Mosellock one-on-one in the dugout one day, and he said, we're not going to blow up our model, our business model, uh, j- just 
for this season. And, 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 that, and you have to respect their business model because they've had a winning season since like 1912 or something like that. Every year they're, they're a winning ball club and they make the playoffs often. But if there was ever a year, like I said, to go outside of your comfort zone, it would be this year because of the way things are lining up. Okay, so is it worth knowing that maybe there could actually be a couple lean years moving forward that a certain level of the minor leagues is going to be depleted a bit? Is it worth knowing that that's coming in the future to really try to go for it this year? I mean, I, I guess the, the the retort back would be like, what what does a lean year mean? And yeah. and I mean, and then it comes back to like, it basically comes back to Jordan Walker, uh, the, the top prospect in the Cardinals organization. I mean, if you trade him, and then they probably won't. They'll probably still make an acquisition without having to trade Walker. But even if they did, I mean, what does that truly do? And I, I remember there was a year where Zach Wheeler, the great pitcher, was available, and Gorman was the guy the other team wanted, and everyone's like, don't do it, don't do it. It's Gorman, it's Gorman. And I still think Gorman can be a, a really good ball player, but, I mean, wh- what is Gorman right now? He's, he's showing some, some flaws, but I think he's going to be a great ball player. But at some point, you – these are assets that you obtain and develop in order to maximize your major league club. And I think, and I, again, I'm not sitting here to trade Jordan Walker. I would vote against that, but I would say you have to at least consider uh, what the next level is in that situation. I think all major league baseball teams overvalue their prospects because you have developed them and there's this affection towards them. But at the end of the day, sometimes doesn't that get in the way of, of really helping your team? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. You can maybe say that's a, a, a general point. You can point to certain situations where it is good and other points where it is bad. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, re- the reality is you could say if you're that good at draft and developing, okay, maybe maybe you, you hang your hat on that and, and, and kick butt in the draft this year, next year, and beyond and, and give up an asset or two. Uh, the only problem, and, and I don't have the list in front of me, is that there's, there, it's not like last year when Max Scherzer was available for a trade or any A-list pitchers. I mean, we're dealing with Syndergaards and Bumgarners, and, and we don't know what Frankie Montas from Oakland has in that arm uh, because of the injury situation. He otherwise would be the guy you want to splurge on. So, yeah, I mean, you have to be realistic about what, what's out there, too. He is Benjamin Hockman, columnist with the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Follow him on Twitter, at Hockman. Benjamin, thank you much, uh, so much for uh, taking the time tonight. Really appreciate it. Congrats, man, on being on KMOX. You're having a great show. Take care. Awesome. Thank you uh, so much. Really uh, appreciate that. Uh, I, I was in Colorado with him, and I was at Nuggets games all the time when he was at Nuggets games covering them, and we never once spoke a word. And then – couple years back it was pre-pandemic so it was like three years ago he was in Milwaukee covering a, uh, a Brewers Cardinals game in Milwaukee and I finally got the chance to uh, talk with him a little bit so glad to be able to uh, get him here on the program on my first night here on KMOX and we are certainly having uh, some fun this evening I wanted to get to this a little bit because the all-star game is supposed to be fun it's supposed to be for the fans and I've gotten frustrated and this isn't coming out of St. Louis for the most part a little bit but from a national standpoint, from fans of other teams, you hear, you hear the people grumbling about the fact that not only is Albert Pujols participating in the All-Star game, but he's participating in the Home Run Derby. And it just it frustrates me to hear that because I'm somebody that wants to see the game of baseball grow. Baseball has so many issues. Baseball gets in its way time after time after time. 
They are so good at not doing the right thing and doing the wrong thing. But being able to see Albert Pujols or being able to see Miguel Cabrera, it doesn't matter. Like The, the fact that the commissioner now has the opportunity to put players into the All-Star game based off their overall body of work and honor them for what they've done throughout their career, it's good for baseball. It is very good for baseball. Who it doesn't matter at the end of the day, it doesn't matter that Pujols is going to have another time All Star on his resume simply because he was selected for the All Star game by Rob Manfred. That doesn't matter. If you are getting upset about that, you have way too much time on your hands. And I'm telling you, there are some other better things for you to get upset about. Or let's try this one on. Just don't get upset. Just enjoy life. Just enjoy the fact that Albert Pujols is participating. I think most of the people I'm talking to right now would agree with me on that. All right, we've been uh, we've been promoting it throughout the course of the show. You got a question for me? You want to know something about me? You want to know what it's going to be like with me hosting Sports Open Line? AMA, ask me anything. Text them in, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. We'll get to some of those coming up. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. It's Sports Open Line on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Starting to wrap up this edition of Sports Open Line, my maiden voyage hosting this program back with you tomorrow from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Been talking about it all show long, the Ask Me Anything. Got any questions for me? Send them in. You can text them in, 314-436-7900. We'll get through as many as we can before uh, wrapping things up. Uh, Text message. Costas is famous for having a Mickey Mantle baseball card in his wallet. What baseball card do you or would you have in your wallet? I do not carry a baseball card with me. Uh, This is going to be a – I don't think many people would expect this one, though. The baseball team that that made me fall in love with baseball – I officially fell in love with baseball, and I have committed my career to the sport of baseball. The team that made me fall in love with baseball was the 1996 Cardinals. That was the team that was up 3-1 against the Braves in the NLCS, and then they ended up losing one win away from the World Series. We can go through the entire lineup if you'd like to, but we don't need to. My favorite player from that team was Brian Jordan, and he has always held a special place in my heart. So if I had to... If there was somebody from my childhood, how about that? That's not a not a Hall of Fame guy, but that was the team. The 96 Cardinals was the team that made me fall in love with baseball, and Brian Jordan was my guy on that team. So I was uh, 96. I was born in 82. So what, I was 14 years old. Quick math. I'm bad at math. That's something else you can know about me. I am horrendous at math. I think in college, I took college algebra five separate times at five different places of higher learning, including the University of Missouri-St. Louis when I was uh, back for a summer. I don't think I passed it there. I don't remember for sure where I passed it, but uh, yeah, it was not uh, not good. Uh, a text message from uh, Mary Lynn. How old are you? I am 39. I will be 40 in um, very soon, August 4th. So just a, uh, just a few weeks away, I am going to be 40 years old. Uh, other, uh, here's an interesting one. Have you been told by the Cardinals or KMOX management to only talk about positive things, even if there have been glaring mistakes made on the field or with decisions made in the dugout or made by Mosaic. Now, today's my first day, 
But no, I have not been told anything in terms of me being critical. But here's what you're going to get from me. This is what you're going to get from me. I am not a mean-spirited person. I am not a hot take guy. And I believe everything I say. I am never, I am never, ever, 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 ever going to say something on these airwaves that I don't believe just to get a reaction, no matter how much of a reaction I might get. Maybe that's a bad job by me. I don't know. Because there, there are a lot of people out there that say things just to get a reaction. That's not me. It will never be me. It's not the way I do things. So when mistakes are made, and you don't go through a 162-game season without making mistakes, whether it's a mistake on the field, whether it's a mistake that a manager makes, whether it's a mistake that the front office makes, we will discuss it, but we will never discuss it in a mean-spirited way. Not my style. And that's just the way I am. So we will talk about it. And I have no problem. And and I talked with Tom Ackerman about this the other day. He had me on his program. You know who are the people that hold themselves to the highest standard when it comes to professional athletics? It's the athletes themselves. They know when they didn't make a play. They know when they made a mistake. They know all those things. So you can talk to them about it. And I've always had this belief that if I would not be willing to say to a person's face what I'm saying, I'm not saying it on the radio. I will never, ever, if I am being critical of a player about something, if that player walks in the door right now, I will have no problem discussing what was what, what happened and why I was being critical. So, no, I have been given no instruction about what to say, what not to say, what criticisms to levy. I am not afraid to be critical when it's time to be critical, but I do think there is a difference between being critical and there's a difference between being mean-spirited, and I will never be mean-spirited when it comes to uh, being uh, critical of things that are going on. Uh, Another text message. Your plane is going to run out of fuel. There is a full liquor cart. What are you drinking? I'm probably praying, not drinking, that somehow, some way, there's a uh, there's a miraculous amount of fuel. You know, turn uh, you know, if you can turn water into wine, what can you turn into uh, into fuel to try to get that uh, plane back going? So, as opposed to drinking, I am probably praying. But if if it gets to a point where I want to have a final drink, this isn't anything that's gonna. I'd probably go lemonade vodka. Like if I want to do a mixed drink, I'd probably go lemonade vodka. I'm not a huge drinker. I, I, I enjoy beer. I, I, I'll say this. I'm in St. Louis now. I have been in Milwaukee for the last six years, so I don't have to see everybody walking around with a Miller Lite anymore. I could see everybody walking around with a Bud Light. That feels a lot more comfortable for me. It was never fun, you know, seeing that. Um, but I, I like all types of beers. I enjoy when I travel. I enjoy tr- trying beers, you know, microbrews from all the different uh, places I go, things like that. If I just if I'm just running to the store and I just got to pick up a six pack, I'm probably uh, this is uh, I'm probably getting that. Um, oh, it's the organic Michelob Ultra. To be honest with you, I think it tastes really good. I'm not like into organic stuff. That's not my thing. But I had it once, and I for just that light beer, that that pure gold Michelob Ultra. That's probably the the beer that I would just go with at any time. So, all right, those are some good questions. Maybe we'll do this again uh, later on. This has been awesome. 
I've had so much fun. I am the host of Sports Open Line. It's amazing to be able to say that. I'm so glad that I'm going to be talking with you almost every single night right here on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.